And we're back with the Two Percent Podcast. I'm your host Kiambu Fentress, and I'm here with my boy Roko. And we got another good episode for you guys. We got my teammate as well. One year with him, my dog. Two or three Came years together. Yeah, play together. Second round pick by the Rockies. Debut with the Colorado Rockies. We got. Ben freaking Bowden in the building. What's up, brother? What's going on? <laughs> Happy to be here. This is gonna be good, man. We got a clown on the show, <laughs> man. This is gonna be good. So we talk about on the two percent, you know, just the journey to get to the destination. Um, just so you know, the two percent only high school athletes only two percent make it to the division one. And so that's across male, female, all sports. And so from golf, swimming, only two percent make it. So we talk about that. And so from Lynn, Massachusetts. So for people who don't know, you know, that's that's not an easy place to to grow up in. And, you, know, you know, you 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 out there, you know, you get out the mm-hmm. mud and so you made it all the way to Nashville, Tennessee to play at the number one school for baseball, you know. So give us a little background and walk us through that recruiting process and just how you managed to get to Vandy. Yeah, so basically high school I kind of started figuring out like I was good. Like I didn't I didn't really know like you know, little league, middle school is just kind of like we were just playing to have fun. I was playing basketball, I was playing football. And um, high school, I started getting like local schools, you know, kind of checking in. And then my high school coach, I think I was a sophomore. Uh, he goes, hey, the Vandy baseball coach, Vanderbilt University baseball coach just called me or emailed me. I had no idea what Vanderbilt was. <laughs> Not like it's different up up in Mass. Like we yeah. we don't like I didn't really know much about the SEC. Damn. I sure as hell didn't know the SEC was like as big as it was. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I'll I'll look into it. And I really I wasn't thinking any, I wasn't thinking anything of it because I I'm in my head I'm thinking if I'm good enough like I'll go to like Texas or Florida mm. or you know one of the big names like LSU. Vandy, I had no idea what Vandy was. So I went on uh, YouTube and I found a couple of videos of like the tours and stuff. And I was like, this this spot seems pretty cool. Like they did that tour with like Sunny Gray. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was yeah. On, I remember that. And um, I was like, wow, like this is what, you know, this is what I want to do. Like mm-hmm. this, is, this is a cool spot. So, um, you know, being up there, there wasn't a ton of offers um, from big schools. Like it was, I'd go, me and my dad would travel around to different tournaments and stuff. And, um, I, we came down to East Cobb, Georgia and me and my dad got a rental car and we drove over here to Vandy mm. and I immediately fell in love with it. I was like, I, we weren't down this Corb's old office yeah. and you come down the stairs and yeah. go down. Mm-hmm. We weren't down the first part of the stairs. And I was like, dad, can I please go back and tell him I want to come here? And he's like, we got to call your mom first. Like, relax, dude. Yeah. Like, so I was, I was like completely bought in right away. And um, so this, this is some things kind of get a little funky. So I wasn't the best student in the mm. world, okay, even yeah. in high school. I, I tried, but I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't that good, all right? And uh, so I, I'm like fully committed to going to Vandy. Like, I can't wait. And... I call Corbs. It was on the the commitment day. So I got my family sitting around me. Big deal, right? So I call Corbs and I'm like, hey, Corbs, 
you know, I'm ready to commit. I want to officially commit to school, blah, blah, blah. And I hear like, hey, Ben, you know, like that's awesome. But uh, we got to check to see if you got the grades to get in. Mm. And I'm, I was thinking, oh, boy. Well, as I'm saying this, I did not know. My sister had posted something on Facebook, like Ben committed yeah. to Vandy. So I'm still on the phone with Corbs because we had had like kind of a long talk. And he's like, you have to get your, you know, uh, your SAT scores up or your GPA up. And I still had, I think, two. I committed late. I was, I'm pretty sure I was a senior when I committed. But I still had enough time to get my grades to where I needed to be. But I was going to have to really buckle yeah. down. <laughs> so I'm not even off the phone with Corbs. And I'm getting a call from, like, my local newspaper, the Boston Globe. And I'm like, oh, my God. How, how do they know? How, I didn't yeah. say anything. And my sister comes walking back in the room. And she's all, you know, giddy because she still doesn't know what's going on. And uh, come to find out she had. Yeah put that out there. So now I have to backpedal. I posted something on Facebook like, hey guys, sorry for the confusion, didn't commit yet. Mm -hmm. Even though in my yeah. head, I, mm -hmm. I, I can't believe this happening. Um, and then, uh, you know, I end up getting the grades, coming to school. We had to do summer school. And yep. I think for the first week, I called my parents every day telling them I was coming home. <laughs> Uh, Man, I was so homesick. Really, you? Dog. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Bro? He must have thought I was like he, diaper soft. No, nah, because I'm like, he cool as shit. I'm like, he from the hood. I'm like, this motherfucker's so crying. Dude, I wanted to go home so bad, Dang. so bad. Like I would sit, I would sit at the field. By myself, dude, and I'd be sitting in the bullpen when they had the bullpen up, the the bullpen bench up mm -hmm. against the yeah, and I'd be sitting there like this, dude, and I would be so sad, and I'd just be looking at my phone like I I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here, and actually Maggie and Corbs came up. Maggie saw me one day looking all depressed, like mm -hmm. done. This is like the first week and a half, so it wasn't too long. It's like summer school or just like official summer school, okay. But it was long enough for me to like notice oh okay yeah. i i am devastated i need to get mm -hmm. home so maggie comes up and she's like hey you know you need to really think about stuff because i'm like, i don't want to do this i want to go home and at the time actually juice uh travis jewett was trying to you know get me going and yeah. i'm just i'm complete i just want to go back to boston want to go back to boston want to go back and uh i end up calling my mom on like the last day and i think she kind of got tired of it because I was calling her every day, like, I'm coming home. And she basically goes, uh, it was my mom, my dad. I forget who exactly said it, but it was basically like, you're not coming home. Like, you have mm -hmm. to, you got to yeah. roll and, and do this. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a nicer terms than that. But it was basically like, you have no choice. You're, no like, choice. you're staying. We're not coming to get you. Yeah, You're doing. So that's when I figured, all right, yeah, time to buckle down, quit being a wimp. And uh had the best literally the best three years of my life best decision that's crazy thing that high schools are making the best decisions that they'll ever make at age 16 17 years old you know because it really does matter you know what mm -hmm. school you go to and just being there it's being around vandy and it's being around corps in general you know how we don't even talk about baseball that much in the first semester like a little bit but not too much it's more about character building and right. like leadership and like 
preparing you for after Vanderbilt, you know, so that kind of stuff bleeds into what you do after you turn 21, 22 and going forward. And so uh, let's uh, switch it up a little bit. And man, let's, man, let's go and get it cracking, bro. So everybody don't got threatened to get kicked out, man. So like, give us like a, your, your core story, man. So you go and speak on yours a little bit or multiple. Well, one that stands out where I, I definitely thought that I was gonna be getting sent home. Uh, a situation happened and I ended up getting in trouble. Um, I really wasn't directly involved mm -hmm. with what happened, but I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I got sent home. I was a freshman for, I think it was right about a week. And at the time I'm not, I didn't realize who Corbs was and the power that yeah. he possessed. And um, I was cocky. Like I was like, like I'm not afraid of like, yeah. You know, <laughs> so I, <call laughs> I remember I called him. I think he didn't answer and I texted him and this was right after I got in trouble, like maybe an hour. And I go, <laughs> what? why? I, I text him and I say, Corbs, I'll be in your office tomorrow at like this time. Mm. Like I'm laying down the law, yeah. right? Like I, like I have any say in what's going on. So I text him that. I think it took him a little bit to process that this, <laughs> freshman, that this freshman is out of his mind. And he ends up, I think he like changed the time just to assert dominance or whatever, but he ends up telling me to come in and uh, I get in there and I'm feeling good. Like I'm feeling like, well, Big I didn't, do, I didn't yeah. do nothing wrong. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not getting in trouble here. Well, I sat down in that chair and I was almost in tears by the time I got out of that room. Yeah, he's, he's like, I'm not going to get into everything, but he let me know that I better watch the way that I speak to him <laughs> <laughs> and, and that and that I I am in a very good place at that school and that there's yeah. a lot worse places that I can be because I, I I did not realize that at the time. Mm. And um, he he made it very, very clear that if I continue with the attitude mm. or if I do stupid stuff, we'll I'm see, gone. We'll see you. And uh that was the first time that I that he basically well he told me he told me I think that I should he thinks that I should transfer there of course and I was and I was like oh my god like I and I didn't know that kind of his his thing yeah it was a little <laughs> bit of his thing I had no idea mm -hmm. right I'm a freshman so I'm freaking out I'm like oh my god I got to transfer like this is unbelievable and then I come back in a week and everything was back yeah, to normal. normal um but I think I was a junior and I was like closing for us. And yeah. I think that I did, I, I'm either blew a game or I did something and he calls, I think we were in the clubhouse and he's telling me, you know, I, I don't really know if this is the right spot for you. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, I, I think this was like first, like, it was like right when I start, uh, went back to the bullpen because yeah, I started the yeah, first so five games uh -huh. and I went right back to the bullpen and I did well. I think I only blew like maybe one or two games. But I just remember being a junior and I'm like, 
am I really getting told this right now? Like yeah. I, at that time I had known that it was kind of his thing, but mm-hmm. I, I was like, Corbs, I'm not going nowhere. Like I'm yeah. not leaving, you know? And he probably didn't even remember. Cause it was such like, a, it was like a quick little, Hey, you know, I don't think this is the right spot for you anymore. I think that you should go somewhere it like, else. It was like in a dugout or no, it was in the, it was in the clubhouse. Like I am pretty sure he was in a towel. Like he just got a shower and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just too, I'm so confused <laughs> and I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. And uh, he ends up walking away and it was never brought up again. But it was he would like drop little hints like, hey, you know, you better earn this, you better mm-hmm. do this, and that kind of stuck with me throughout because I always felt like it, in in school I always wanted to earn, you know, whatever spot yeah. that I was. <laughs> that that guy is a is a master of like no, no. mentally testing people. Test, yeah, as we. Coming into Vandy as freshmen, like you said, like where we come from, like we ain't afraid of nobody and things like that. Um, and everybody is the best ball player from mm-hmm. where they come from. Um, but as we get into training, we start to realize how tough it really is. And like, oh shit, like these dudes are are different. What was your welcome to Vandy moment? Either fall ball or like SEC. Or in the SEC. Any, anyone. Uh, Friday night, Starkville, Mississippi. Packed house, the I literally felt the mound shake. BD went three innings, <laughs> and damn, he got whacked. <laughs> Dude, three, they put yeah. up. That's when they beat us. Like they beat us like seventeen to four. It God, was like, seven nothing in the third, and there I go. I'm I go down to the bullpen, and I'm seeing these people hanging over the side of the bullpen. These you know drunk Mississippi guys and I'm like this is crazy they're yelling at me they're like throwing popcorn down I'm seeing hot dogs flying over and I'm like what is going on and I'm trying to warm up and I'm I'm trying to act like I'm not you know freaking out entirely they throwing glizzies though (laughs) (laughs) there was like shrimp and everything beer was getting poured down I think Kilo got a beer poured on that series and The bullpen, yeah, I'm glad I want to. Oh, bullpen's a different, been different beast. <laughs> yeah, and I go running in. There I go, charged into the game. It's the third inning, and we're down seven nothing. And within one inning, we were down ten nothing because mm. I gave up a three. It was like double, double, double. <laughs> oh my god, walk, and then like a ground ball double play, single third run, and then I end up getting out of it. And yeah. um, I went up. I went back up for a second inning. Did not get through the next inning. And I remember coming into the dugout, the bunker, excuse me. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, I am not going to make it here. Like, this is way more difficult than I thought it was going to do. And because I was, like I said, I was cocky. Like, I didn't, I was, I was better than a lot of people back home in mass. 100%. And I came down thinking everybody played the same. And once I started seeing these Southern boys start playing, mm-hmm. I realized this is a different game. Yeah. And that Mississippi State game, that mm-hmm. was a wake-up call and a half. Yeah. But the one that I saw, I didn't get to pitch in Long Beach. But when Kilo went out there, <laughs> his first appearance, he walked like three guys in a row. <laughs> and it was like sailing stuff. Couldn't get on the right page with Harvey. Like it, 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 He had like four mountain visits in one inning. Yeah. And the place is booing yeah. them, and I was like, uh, and I was down in the bullpen. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I don't want to go in this game. Right now. <laughs> this place is hostile, and uh, that was the first time that I saw college baseball in action. Like, yeah, you know. But it, it was, um, 
the Mississippi State game was it's, definitely. It's crazy you say the mound was shaking because that was I I I, I started in that game as well and I was DH and I was in the mm-hmm. on deck circle and like I'm like it's shaking in here. Yeah, like the ground it was so loud the ground yeah. was literally shaking. They yes. had that dude doing the maroon and the white where they had the towels going. Mm. I, I that whole start. That's that's one of the best was, places to play, man. Was, general, oh, bro. you yeah you got to love it, bro. Because like, they're LSU, bro. The top yeah. two. Yeah, LSU. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, man, what was I about to say? I was about to one of my most memorable moments. Just me personally. My freshman year, and you know, we had the whole shower debacle between me and the whole locker room. So you know, we uh, we we don't we don't get the locker room. People don't we don't get the locker room until we earn it. And so usually around like late September, October ish, you know, before we do black and gold. And so prior to then, we just either in the the bunker changing, and at the time we had to shower, you know. But we finally got the the, the visiting football locker room, so we down there. And this is my first time seeing grown men <laughs> act in this way. And I'm like, I ain't gonna say, I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> I was like, what, what is going on? Like this, my high school wasn't like this, but to see a bunch of guys act where they were acting in the locker room, I'm like, bro, I'm getting out of here, dog. Man, I put my stuff on so fast. It's like, so you're not gonna shower? So you're not gonna shower? But everybody, it's like a whole moment to shower. It's like, Everybody get naked and we go in a shower. Like I'm gonna shower with you. I'm like, peace. And so that went on probably like two days. And then on that third day, I'm like, man, I guess I got a shower. And so I hop into the shower and I got my spandex on. And then Bo's coming. It's like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, what is like, what is this like? Come in, <laughs> call Peter. Come in and come see like me. I'm like, I'm thinking it's normal. But I got, you know, just people around me. Just I got my eyes up. I'm just like, get me out of the shower. You baby, get me out of here. And then you bring everybody attention to what I got going. on I'm like, bro. And so I leave. So this happens, you know. Probably, hold on, people doing cartwheels and, and, and like naked the handstand, handstand, <laughs> handstand twerking. <laughs> Football, okay. How you get a football play naked? <laughs> I'm like, bro, these are grown men acting this way, man. And I think we saw Cora. I saw Cora right after that. Like we was walking up the little tunnel, and I was telling Cora what's going on. He he knew what was going on, but to me, he acted like surprised. Like, dang, really, Keith? Like, that's what's going on. I'm like, yeah, man, I gotta go. And so maybe a week or two weeks later, I'm still showering in my in my shorts, basically in my spandex. And chorus comes up to me, and this is like during stretch. I'm on, I'm on one knee, and he's like, "What's up, brother?" And I'm like, "What's up, like, chorus?" He's like, "It's time to grow up, man. It's time to grow up." I'm like, "What you mean?" He's like, "It's time to grow up, man." Nah, I'm like, "All right, man." Nah, nah, nah. And that made it worse, of course, because yeah. now I gotta go. The spotlights on you. Now I'm showering fully naked. Everybody, <laughs> he, he's naked. I'm like, I'm trying. To, I'm like in the corner, trying to hide in the corner of the thing. I'm facing like, nah. And so I'm like, God, dog, bro. Yup, it's a different. It, that clubhouse was different, different feel than any, yeah. Different, but I was uh, talking to Kilo. I heard maybe like your freshman year, um, y'all had a guy who was probably like you to me, or <clears throat> something similar. That was Jared Miller. 
And so I heard he was a little different in the locker room. You know, Kilo was giving me some some stories. He said, "Oh, he, y'all didn't get into it, but he said like you got pissed one I time that. With, yeah. with, with Miller. Yeah, you know, if I you got, can't speak on it. I got pissed so many times I can't even count. <laughs> I was a little bit of a hothead, yeah. but." Uh, I briefly remember this Jared Miller interaction, and he was very comfortable being naked. Very comfortable in his skin. And I was a freshman uh, from a place where we didn't play those games. Nah, not at all. And now when you got when you got me, at, I was a Three, junior, yeah, so I was yeah. I had been through. Mm-hmm. I I got that out of my system. But I, I'm a freshman, and Jared is very very comfortable with himself, and. Um, if I remember correctly, I think he just got a little bit too close. Mm. And I lost it. Hilarious. <laughs> I lost it. And I'm screaming at him. And he's a junior at the time. And I'm a freshman. So I'm like trying to let him know that I'm not playing. But yet yeah. still trying to be a little respectful. It was like a weird. Yeah. But I, um, I don't remember every detail because I probably blacked out in anger. <laughs> but I, I just remember screaming at him. And uh, he didn't do it after that. Right. He did do it. He, I, I kind of. It was one of those classic bully cases where he wasn't actually bullying me, yeah, but he was just yeah, testing yeah. me. And um, yeah, but dude, I got. I used to get so mad all the time. I don't even remember half the stories. I mean, y'all, y'all had a different team that year, though. That fourteen team for sure, in terms of uh, just personnel wise, yeah. just yeah. like the. I would say like just being tough in general, but also like just mental toughness as well. Like y'all were just different, you know, like. Talk about like just those tra- like the training sessions like how's that locker room like how's that like you know a lot of older guys in that yeah. group you know no like I remember going to a I think it was that fourteen is it fourteen or fifteen I went to a practice and I remember uh, Dansby you know y'all was doing square drill I remember yeah so fifteen Toff was at third he was goofing off on one play and I just heard Dansby like he kind of he kind of ripped him a little bit. And then I'm like, oh shit, you know, like it's yeah. just like no nonsense. Like it was business, you know. So, I guess you speak on just that 14 team and just locker room and like the vibe. Well, for that 14 team, um, Keenan Kalinsky was a fifth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Rice, TJ Pecoraro, like mm-hmm. these guys had been through. And uh, TJ was like a freshman All American. Yeah. Like Steven Steven Rice has had pitched for f- three years well. Like. And Keenan was obviously fifth year. He, you know, he had earned his stripes clearly. So I, I'm trying to pick people's brains. I had heard so much about Beatty from being up in Mass and like Tyler Beatty this, Tyler Beatty that. Yeah. So I would try and pick his brain. And but I also didn't want to be like too, like I didn't want to f- seem needy. Like I yeah. was like looking for help all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like walking that fine line of gaining knowledge and luckily those guys were all great and yeah. and helped me out a bunch and um i remember my freshman year i thought for sure i was going to get red shirted like i was I, mm-hmm. like guaranteed i didn't have a great fall uh i wasn't throwing that hard it was it was rough and i remember going up to keenan in the in the clubhouse one day and i was telling him i was like hey man like, i think i'm gonna get red shirted and he's like, what are you worried about that? You know, he's like basically talking me off the ledge a little yeah. bit because I was all concerned. And yeah. um, so he was one of those guys that helped me out a lot. And and TJ helped me out a lot with, you know, like, uh, well, Rice helped me out a lot because he was a lefty too. So he, he I would bounce ideas off him. Um, 
TJ helped me out with, you know, various things. He was more of like an inline kind of guy. TJ was, he was messing around, but he was always kind of, Rice was on the complete different spectrum than him. So like when I needed to see if I was in the wrong or the right, I'd kind of peek over at TJ and he'd either be giving me a look or he'd be laughing. So I knew I was okay or not. Um, Jared was just a goofball. BD, you know, he was kind of like an icon of Massachusetts. So it was, you know, cool to be around him and, he grew into one of my very good friends and stuff. So, um, it, you know, it's that group had a lot of older guys and I didn't take advantage of it as much as I could have, I think, because by the time I was a junior, I, you know, I'm supposed to be yeah, the, the guy, old guy. Yeah, now. Yeah, like I'm yeah. supposed, and here I am going to the outfield, dancing and stuff. I'm yeah, like doing, messing around all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew when it was business time, but I was never that. I never wanted to be that like stern, no fun, sir. Got to be yeah, locked yeah. down. But there was definitely times where I think I messed around a little bit too much, and, and maybe Corbs got a little pissed at me or whatever. But no, the I, uh, that that group was an awesome. So group. Yeah, yeah, different personnel. Man. Yeah, I you think to, to elaborate more on that, I, our class was kind of we we kind of rebels in the land of the misfit toys. In, in a, in a yeah. sense, yeah. Um, I I just remember like me and you. We started doing this as freshmen, like we literally would used to dump the whole bucket of Gatorade on each other or ice on each other. Yeah. It was like every other day and like course was cool with it. And then it was just like one day, I think we were like sophomores and we did the shit. He was like, he was like, you two fuckers supposed to be the oldest guy, older guy on the team and y'all still doing shit like you fucking 18 years old in high school. <laughs> It was just like, yeah. was just like good, great memories, and it's just like we were leaders in a sense, but like we, we were always ourselves, always, yeah. yeah, always messing around. I was always screaming at him for random stuff. Of course, like you, I mean, boo boo foe, Ronnie foe. But the locker room, at least in least my year, man, it just I don't know if I can even say it, bro. Like just the stuff that you know, I'm in my locker. And it's just, you just come attack me in my life, bro. <laughs> and, I, and I'm trying to push. I can't do nothing, bro. I'm just like, bro. It's like, it's like, nah, bro, nah. You know? <laughs> Dude, I was a menace. Uh, yeah, that, bro, man. Watching Ro, hold on. Watching Ro get his stuff from the top. He, he the only one who stand on top of the <laughs> Still that little, the but little the, cubby. Cause the cubby's right here, but like everybody else is just, you know, just grabbing stuff. I see Ro just butt ass naked, so tired, trying to get his stuff out. <laughs> like, but that was the locker room crazy, man. Did y'all get in any, uh, y'all get in any scuffles like 14, 15, like before I got there? Like, not either with the other teams or within the locker room, like on the field, like any type of like big scuffles or minor? We had, uh, Against Arkansas when they hit like four guys in a row yeah. and I come barreling out. I remember. <laughs> I came, I came flying out of the dugout and started screaming at their pitcher, and one of their pitchers who was a starter, Trey Killian, who I ended remember, up yeah. playing with me in the Rockies and we became buddies. Full circle. Yeah. He tried to get at me, and that was the closest that we came as. Te- I'm pretty sure both teams kind of came yeah. out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we never got to each other, luckily, because yeah. I got grabbed and he got grabbed. Why we were going at it, I don't know. But I was more upset with their, you know, their yeah, pitcher. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if we had. We would always get into it with Florida. 
Yeah, like just like yeah, like chirping and, chirp. and stuff. And they talk a lot though. Yeah. At least when I was there, like, it was like unnecessary stuff. My like, bro, like, yeah, come on, dog. We didn't. Now when it when it came to like in in house in house stuff, yeah, I, yeah, I would say there was a few. Yeah, I was involved in a few of them. Get a little chirpy. Yeah, what do you eat? yeah that's part of it though. But it, like brothers, you fight, you get over. Yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you if you're gonna hold grudges against, you know. Mm-hmm. People, then you know it is what it is. That's the one thing I really don't like about baseball because it's kind of it's weird to do that stuff. Whereas in football, it's like it's almost every day, and it's yeah. like all right, it's over with now. We yep. good, but baseball is like don't do that. You know, don't talk trash. Yeah. You know, don't fight. But it's like yeah. we we man number one and number two is just like it's gonna happen. Like yeah. you say something, I'm gonna say something. I'm, I stand on what I say, you yeah. know, and like, you don't have to see me about it. You yeah, feel right. I me? Mean? But it's like, especially, and Vandy has something to do with that too, because it's Vandy. So it's kind of like prestigious at, in, at that. But it's like, so you try to balance, like, dang, I met Vandy. So let me put on this hat. Right. I met Vandy. But I'm also not from Vandy. So, right. you know, I got to balance that. It's like, like don't get it twisted, dog. You feel me? That- well, that's one thing that I had to I had to kind of learn was, you know, back home, you know, I was yeah. going to public courts playing basketball and playing yeah, football and like we're playing tackle football on cement. On the cement, yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. Don't care. And like it didn't matter. I'm coming home all cut up. My mom's yelling at me. I'm like, I'm having fun, ma. Yeah. You know, I'm bleeding mm-hmm. all over the place. And so for me, you know. Talking shit was nothing. Yeah, like it, it's normal conversation. Hundred percent. <laughs> like yeah. if I'm playing against you, you could be my best friend when we leave, and yeah. you could, I could have showed up with you. Mm-hmm. If you're not talking to me, and I'm not mm-hmm. talking to you, and we're not getting ready to go at it playing yeah. tackle football, mm-hmm. something's wrong. Yeah. We're not, comp- you know, yeah. we're not competing. Enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when I came, because there's such a wide variety of guys that come Dude, to Van. Van, yes, I'm all over, and. Yeah we get so many different glimpses of completely different lifestyles mm-hmm. that I had never seen <laughs> yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea really even existed. I thought that, you know, cause up in Boston, uh, um, everybody chirps. I say Boston and, is different in itself. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. It, 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 you know, people here in Boston, you think of like mass hole, you yeah. know, like everybody's, you know, on edge and rough. getting after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now granted there's a, you know, my mom's from there, so there's awesome people in Massachusetts. Right, of course. But uh, I will say that for me, having to learn the right time to do stuff, that was the biggest thing. Because I was always on the go, 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 go. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. talk back to you. I'm going to talk back to you. And it didn't matter if you were my friend or not or if you were going to get mad or not. And mm-hmm. it was honestly shocking if you did get mad at me because yeah, I wasn't. Bro. I was used to it being reciprocated. Mm-hmm. So when I came down to school and I realized I had to check myself, that way I don't get this person upset with me and then he's going to complain to this person and yeah, I look yeah, like yeah. an asshole, you know, so I'm trying to, mm-hmm. that was, that was, uh, Adjustment. that's the, the one thing that I don't like about baseball too, that, that you brought up, like football, you hit each other, mm-hmm. basketball, you're tossing yeah. elbows and backing mm-hmm. in the guys, baseball. Looking at them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's like baseball. If you hit somebody, you're getting a warning, you're getting a warning. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you know, yeah. That deep, Rooted competition. Yeah. Like, I'm really going at you type thing. Yeah. You know, baseball. I mean, yeah, you just play the game for sure. But it's like those other sports, it's like, like I'm trying to, I'm coming for your throat. Right. You do know? you <clears throat> do you think baseball is kind of trending in that direction though? Where you seeing more guys being a little bit more flashier, having more swag and things like that. More guys 
hitting, not even pimping bombs, like hit a double, pimp a double thing, like yeah. that. More pictures, talk, stare down to the pictures, and like, thing like, like, that. like I like because that person. It's, like, it's, at the end of the day, you're in a, you're in a, you're an entertainer as well. Hundred percent. So, do you think it's kind of trending that way? I sense? I think it I think it is because this like young group of flashy kids mm, coming yeah. up, yeah. Like Tati, Sacuna, yeah. Ozzy, like all these guys that are coming up that, or I mean, they're established now, but mm -hmm. you know, I think the shift kind of happened a couple of years ago and I love it for yes. one, cause that's the type of player that I want to be. I'm, I always want to be staring down the hitters and, yeah. you know, you know, pissed. Mm -hmm. Like that's when I'm at my best. Yeah. So for me, I love it. Um, my only issue is that if you're going to pimp a home run off me, I better be able to yell at you after mm -hmm. I strike you out yeah, and facts. you not get be, be all hurt. you know, panties in a bunch and the <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, your manager's out screaming at yeah, me and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, you embarrass me, cool. now I get to embarrass you. Facts. Now, granted, it's a lot harder for you to embarrass me because it's harder yeah. to hit a baseball facts. than it is to you know strike somebody out. But I win, so now I'm going to talk smack to you. It's true. Yeah. So that's the only thing. And I also have to be okay with Taking if it. I strike you out in the first mm -hmm. – and you clip me in the fourth. Mm -hmm. If you want to stare at her for a little bit, yeah. I can't get mad at you for doing <laughs> it. I have to accept. You got to eat it, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. not uh, has not been easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually just if I know what's going, I put my head down. I don't even watch, and I just go up to the umpire and ask yeah, for a ball. You know about, yeah, yeah. but I, I, to answer your question, I hope it's going that way, and I think it is because mm -hmm. I find it way more entertaining to watch, yeah. to be saying. a part of, yeah. and to kind of have that little like. It's almost like that little tinder bundle that if if it gets lit too much, it's gonna go up. So you yeah, like yeah. I love having that kind of on edge all the time too. It adds mm -hmm. to competitiveness, I think. Nah, I think that just goes with the sport. And I think just as athletes in general, like to our core, like naturally competitive people. Yeah. You know, but to like and then to play a sport where it's <coughs> not it's kind of looked down upon if you express that outwardly in yeah. a way that's not how it used to be 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's yeah. like, oh, that's not good sportsmanship. That's not baseball. That's like, like, bro, when I'm playing backyard baseball, like, this is how I want to play in the real game, like, mm -hmm. talking trash to each other, you know? And honestly, like you said, it's better to watch that yeah. way. Cause me, praise, I don't watch professional baseball until it gets to October. Cause I'm like, that's when it gets real, it gets chirpy, and yep. people get excited. It's like, that's when I watch. But until then, like, I don't watch. I, I really can't watch because it's, it's fun. It's fun to play, but to watch baseball, like I'm asleep by the fifth inning, like yeah. just being one hundred, because it's like it's just not. It's not fun getting to watch. Right. Man. I'm kind of the same way. Like I like watching. I enjoy watching college baseball a lot more than from a pro professional standpoint. From an entertainment purpose, obviously, like watching it to learn. But like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. No, I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm same with you guys. I'd rather I, if you're gonna give me a college baseball game. Now, Grant, I would prefer a high-level college baseball game. Yes. If you're gonna give me an SEC <laughs> yeah. baseball, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna give me an SEC baseball game, or uh, you know, Tuesday random game, yeah. I'm watching the SEC baseball game. A hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah. Now, if you give me playoff baseball, that's different. I'm, Facts. I'm, you, I will in. stop everything to watch playoff baseball. Yeah, I'm tuning in. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, just because the other thing too that I love is like. The random, you know, game 87 of MLB season is so much different for each guy on that team because 
it's like middle of the season. Guys are like kind of run down. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's trying to earn a spot. College, everybody's out there trying to earn everything. Like it, yeah. if yeah, you it felt like it meant so much to you and to your teammates, if you mm-hmm. did well, and I think a lot of that had to do with the way that we kind of would blow out of the dugout after the third out of an inning or, mm-hmm. you know, we're always granted it seemed a little goofy at times looking back at it, yeah. but we're always like chirping in the in mm-hmm. the dugout and you know, yeah. Doing a little bit as manufacturer, you know, but it yeah. after a while the manufacturer like becomes like normal yep. and it's weird not to do those things. And it's like, okay, this is part of our identity now. The Tommies and like, you know, all the other stuff that we do. Uh, let me get two claps in a, you know, that stuff. I'm like, bro, what are, what are they doing, bro? <laughs> like, what? But uh, that stuff. But, you know, as you talk about just uh, Corbs, man, stuff that Corbs talked about, you know, because he'll tell us all the time, like, it's not going to be like this on the next level in terms of, like, yep. you being a part of a team where everybody's on the same page, we all trying to go to this goal, and if you're a bad teammate, it's weird, or it's shunned upon you to be a bad teammate, or we just not going to have it, and we gonna, we'll see you. You get banged. Yeah. But it's like, you get, get into pro ball, and especially in the Miley system, it's it's just, I'm trying to move up. Like, right. I'm trying to get to double A. I'm trying to get to triple A, or just go straight to the league, you know. The team does well, cool, but if we don't, and I do well, doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know. And of course, I always talk about that, but it's not. It's not until you get there. And I got to experience on the coaching side. I was like, there's no structure. There's no team. Like people, they they just out here just playing, you know. Yeah. So I know you you've been through all the levels and you've seen that yourself, you know. And so I mean, you can you can talk on it too. Just how the difference between pro ball from a team standpoint and like college baseball from a team standpoint. Yeah, I would. I think. I had a little bit of a unique experience after the draft. I went, I got drafted and I went straight to Boise, Idaho, which was our short season team, but I was only there for five days. And then I got sent to the low A team. And the low A team was all pretty much second year guys. Um, So they had kind of gotten either the college or the high school out of them. And they were, you know, pro guys. And it was a completely different feel because here I am, you know, fresh out of Vandy where everybody is basically brothers with one another. Yeah. And it's like, I'm thinking we're going to go out to a bar after a game or we're going to hang out and, mm-hmm. you know, watch TV or watch a football. And like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm going back alone or yeah. whoever my roommates are mm-hmm. and that's it. And then I'll see him at the field the next day. Yep. And that was such a strange dynamic to me. And I remember I would sit. I always felt like I was doing something wrong when I would come into the dugout because I was. I had to be quiet. Like I couldn't. Like, and when I did yell at somebody or yell, you know, Mm -hmm. anything, people would look at me, and I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there like, what is going on? Why aren't you guys having any fun? Mm -hmm. And I mean, just come to find out, like, it's just the way it is. Like now. You're not gonna hear a peep out of me unless something happens. I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna to, watch yeah. the game. Now, granted, I'm down in the bullpen. Yeah. But I'm just gonna chill, watch the game, and I'll, you know, hang out, mm-hmm. shoot the shit with the guys. And there's not any, there's no not connection. That. I mean, my first time, man, like going to a different place, and after you got the the turtle, you get done hitting, connect, <laughs> boom, go yeah. around, and. I remember, especially especially in summer ball, you see it more in summer yeah. ball. You play and you're taking BP. I get done my round. 
I go like that, and the person's looking at me like, damn, my fault. <laughs> you know, I, but I do it like four times in a row because he's just so conditioned. Yeah. You know, I get the first base, got you, and just, all right, bro, you know, like <laughs> that type of thing. But uh, nah, that's real. <laughs> he, just, he just look weird, man. But I mean, let's talk about, you know, because you, 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 you've done something and you're doing something that a very smaller than 2% you know, gets a chance to do and you get called up and you make your debut, you know, with the Colorado Rockies. And I remember hearing about it. Sheffield makes his debut. You guys, I, I played with you guys for that one year. You guys get called up, debut the same day yeah. and y'all pitch in the same day, you know? So what was that call like? Number one, and number two, just that experience in the bullpen all right, your number gets called, head into the game. So we were in spring training. It was the last um, the last cuts. Like, basically, you were either it was the last day you were either making the team or you were going to AAA. Yeah. And me and Chef were still hanging around. Mm -hmm. And we knew one of us was going to, and I thought for sure – well, Chef had just gotten um, Rule 5. So mm -hmm. I was basically like, they're not going to get rid of him. He's too good. So I'm probably going to get sent down and, you know, I'll watch him and then maybe I'll make it up midseason or whatever. And I had thrown really well throughout camp, but I was still kind of like, I don't know, you know. And we end up I, – I went in to the office first and GM, pitcher coaches, manager, farm director, Damn, they're everybody. all in there. And – I was I was physically shaking. Like I I was so mm -hmm. nervous. I, I don't even know why I was so nervous. Like I mean, obviously it's a big thing, but yeah. uh, you would have thought that I was heading to the execution table. Right. I was like I was freaking out, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to keep my trying to keep my composure. I'm like, yeah, everything's good. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm going to shake their hand like this, right? And um, so they basically you know he was telling me that he uh the manager bud black was telling me you know you had a good camp blah blah, blah. and he goes um he goes you know we're, we're gonna need you this weekend against the dodgers mm. and it took me a second like i, I kind of like stared yeah. at him and then i was like <laughs> oh i i'm my my I, my jaw dropped and i just put my head in my hands and i just right. i didn't start crying yet yeah. i did not cry <laughs> until i talked to my mom oh yeah then yeah. i lost it yeah, 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 but yeah. i did not cry until i talked to my mom so like i'm just like i can't stop smiling and i come out and chef's waiting there for me mm. and we had like this big hug and i and he's all jacked up and Hell then he yeah. gets called in the office so before i went and called my parents i waited to see what his yeah his thing decision, was yeah. mm -hmm. And I didn't go run up and hug him right away because he was getting bombarded by the guys that were. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go call my mom and then I'll talk to him later. But I saw him come out and everybody's. So I, I was like, all right, thank God he made it. Yeah. And so then I went out, called my family and uh, and he was doing the same thing. Then we had our little moment where we kind of. Yeah. And then next thing you know, we're on a flight to Denver mm. and we got I think we had a couple days, maybe one or two days and it's not kicked in at all, you know throwing the uniform for the first time. Mm. I'm looking down the clubhouse and I see Chef throwing his on and he's in the mirror checking himself out, making sure he looks good. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm like blown away. Like I'm so nervous. You, like I, I was so excited and nervous and everything. Yeah. And 
the whole opening day with the flyovers and, mm. the, you know, and we're playing the Dodgers, so that place is packed. Rockin'. And we go down the bullpen first day. Every time that phone rang, or I thought, I like, there'd be cell phones in the in the stands that would go off, and I'd be like, like, is it me? Is it yeah. me? I'd be freaking out. So then uh, first game goes by. We Neither of us made it in. Game two, uh, I'm standing and I'm thinking, okay, this has got to be, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You know, I'm going to be in there. And we get, we're getting whacked, right? It was like 11 to, you know, something. Right? We, were, we were getting, we were getting clipped. And uh, I'm thinking, all right, well, if this is going to, if this is the game, mm-hmm. you know, this is a good time, not a lot of pressure, blah, blah, blah. Phone rings. And I heard, I heard a name. And I knew it was my name, but I didn't really want to believe it yet. So, like, you tell uh, the bullpen coach goes, Bowden, get going. And I just kind of sta- I just stared at him. And he's like, hey, you got to go. So I, like, I checked in, and I, I went over. I grabbed my glove, and I start warming up. I think I sailed, like, the first two. <laughs> justice. I, like, sailed. I couldn't feel anything. You could have, you, I mean, you could have yeah. stabbed me, and I would have been like, hey, what's up? Like, I had no idea what was going on. And I, that was the most nervous I was because once I came out, once my feet hit the warning track, mm. I was good. Like yeah. I was completely mm-hmm. fine. Like I was obviously a little like nervous, but I was so, because I talked to Carson Fulmer. Carson Fulmer blacked out. He doesn't remember his debut at all. Yeah. Doesn't remember a pitch of his debut. Dang, that's crazy. I remember like I don't remember every pitch, but I remember heading in there and I'm thinking to myself, I have never been this calm in my life. Like, why am I so relaxed right now? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be jacked up. Like I pitch better angry. So now yeah. I'm like messing with myself, messing with myself. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be terrible. And um, for uh, first pitch, you know, he got, he took it. It was a ball with him close. Second pitch, single right away. Corey Seager. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> you know, and I end up get I end up getting out of the first thing good i get my first punch out and then they send me out for a second inning which i was not anticipating Mm. and that did not go nearly as well i think it was like first pitch of the second inning double off the wall bunt i go field it throw it to the backstop (laughs) but trevor bauer bunted and i feel it and i i did not think that will smith was going so i turned to go throw to first base and next thing you know he's charging and i like half turn sail about, you know, it was a yeah. it was a mess, so I'm pissed, right? Of course. In the in the dugout, I'm so mad, but I'm still thinking to myself, this could be, for, you know, Chef might be coming in, and I look down and I see Chef warming up, mm. and I was like, oh, like this is this is the craziest, yeah, experience. Like I can't believe this, and yeah. I see him come in, and I completely forgot about how bad I did in that second inning, mm-hmm. and I was just like focused on him, and I was. I was like screaming, cheering for Let's him. Oh, yeah. And he ends up having like a really good inning. I think it was a one, two, three. Yeah. And he comes in and I wait at the very back and he's like dapping everybody up. He's coming through. And I just, I just held my arms out and we both kind of like had like a little a moment. Like, like we, I'm, I'm sure if you ask him, it was like close to tears, like for me at for least, because sure. I had kind of calmed down. Yeah. So he was still like yeah. all worked up from the inning. But I'm just like sitting, I'm hugging him and I gave him one, like it was a hell of a hug. And we had that little moment. And then 
I didn't really appreciate it until Corbs actually posted something on Twitter. Mm -hmm. He like found the thread or something and posted on Twitter of us hugging. Mm -hmm. And that's when it kind of hit me. Like, I was like, yeah. that is the coolest thing. Yeah. Like I came in with this kid as a freshman summer school and then I'm debuting yeah. the same day as him for the big leagues on the same team. And I get to hug him in the, in the dugout afterwards. It was like, what yeah. the hell just happened? Get to play with your boy, man. That's yeah. Yeah. No, nah, man. Kind of let's backtrack. You and Sheffield, we all came in together. We were able to win a national championship as mm -hmm. a freshman. Talk about that experience. Let's talk about getting to Omaha, all of that. I mean, that first off, like, it was kind of that road of like the freshman fall, you know, figuring out how much different baseball was going to be going forward, like how much better these guys actually are and everything. And like I said, I thought I was going to get redshirted. So I, I really didn't even know what was, you know, what was going to happen to me. I didn't pitch a whole lot um, throughout that season. But the experience that I gained in watching and seeing how everybody kind of moved and how pitches were, you know, how pitchers were attacking hitters and, and you know, hanging out in, in the dugout and being close and all this different stuff. Going through that really helped me going forward i think but watching it throughout that whole season and seeing how good we were and also seeing how bad we were at times yeah. and knowing yeah. that like w there was times where we sucked mm -hmm. like we were Bad. garbage like yeah. our first like we didn't really have our pitching rotate we didn't have our real pitching rotation until that was like Oregon, like yeah. regional, basically. Yeah. Like the whole year we were trying to figure out, like everybody knew Beatty was throwing on Friday, but other than that, like we didn't even know what yeah. the rotation was going to be yeah. for the most part. It was guys were just bouncing around, and after that SEC tournament, yeah, but we yeah, we got stomped. <laughs> That's what happened in the tournament. <laughs> we got. I think we beat we beat Tennessee game one, we did, right? Yep. And then the next two games, I don't even remember who Ole we played. Miss beat, our, beat us, and then LSU demolished us. We got us. tuned up, bro. This is when, like the old baseball. Like you, bro. Like Bregman hit some shit off the ground, like five hundred feet. Like was that Stony? Was that off Hayden Stone? Yeah, it was some yeah. slider in the dirt, and he just mm. moon missled it. But it was just, and we come back. How was Cores after that? Because <laughs> it's two different ways Cores reacts. You know. Sometimes he just one year he was like let's let's get back you know and the other time he's just like like now he came in the classroom with a fungo oh okay and he proceeded to beat the hell out of everything that wasn't a human and that and that he beat his podium he beat the whiteboard there was like you would have thought like. Teletubbies got murdered on the uh, on the whiteboard because it was just like different colored markers like <laughs> flying shot everywhere. out everywhere. There was a binder that was next to me that the player wasn't he wasn't there. You got redshirted, yeah. and uh, the fungo was being smashed right next to me. And uh, did you little motivation? Did we laugh? What, what, but what we the time were like so, no like maybe like I'll, this well, yeah. second. Well, I was I'll, he was he was squeezing me, so I wouldn't laugh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like Carl. I think like Carl Ellison next to me. Every time Corbs hit the table, Ellison to jump, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm about to damn yeah ball. And then okay. I got X Turner behind me kicking my seat, bro. And then he like, don't laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's tough. 
That's so, Dude, yeah. I was terrified when that fungal was of getting course. smashed next to me. But uh, <laughs> we ended up becoming the best, literally, yeah. uh, like, unbeatable, basically, Look after that. that. And, I mean, that... The when we first, because you're coming in and all you talk about is Omaha. Like mm. once you get past the the yeah. beginning stages of like becoming mm. a man and being a you know like yeah. future father and husband and all the stuff mm. that Corpus goes over, like we got one goal: baseball, yeah. and it's Omaha. Like get to Omaha, win Omaha, Omaha, Omaha and and like playing in the middle of the country is what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, mm. and like. At least as players, like that's all we wanted to do was get to Omaha. Think you know, and and you know, previously a couple of years before that, they had made it to Omaha, and it was just kind of like I can't even imagine being there. It was like this almost like unattainable thing, and then we end up beating Stanford, yeah. and I just was like, I couldn't believe. And next thing you know, we're on a flight to. Omaha, we get there, you see the stadium for the first time, and you're like, dude, this is like yeah. I I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then opening ceremonies was one of the coolest things I've ever seen yeah. in my life. That was dope. They got the fireworks and they got the you know, the places packed. It's big time like a celebrity, bro. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah, I mean you kinda are like yeah. you take yeah. that, that time before before the ceremonies where you got your team polo on mm -hmm. and there's people come up to you taking pictures, signing autographs yeah. and the and escort, police escort. Police escort from the from the hotel mm -hmm. to the practice field yeah. at Creighton and then over to like you felt like a king, yeah. right? And then we we start winning. We start winning. Then that X thing happened. TC takes over mm. third base. He gets the game-winning hit against yeah. Texas to send us to the finals. And then we face – and then we're going in to face Virginia, who was loaded. Loaded <laughs> with absolute yeah. dogs. I remember that, and yeah. I'm thinking to myself, now granted, I know I ain't pitching, right? I haven't touched the mound since playoffs started, mm -hmm. since postseason started. So I'm like, well, good luck, boys. Yeah. I'll be I'm gonna be cheering my you know, yeah. I'm gonna be cheering my ass off. Game one of the finals, or game two, BD pitched. Game two, they Brownie sends me down. I think we were losing I've been watching know, like game, five, man. six, nothing. And he sends me down, and I'm like, there ain't no way I'm going in this game. Like, I haven't pitched in a month. Like, I'm not getting in it. And then I get I get going, mm. and I'm absolutely terrified. Get out there, throw one pitch, fastball right down the middle, pop to the center field. I come back in. Nice job, Ben. You did. And I'm like, whew, got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I get to go sit down, chill out now. And then uh, game three, we end up – I mean – we end up winning, and Johnny Norwood saved yeah, the yeah. day. Mm. One of the biggest goofballs you're ever going to meet. And <laughs> next thing you know, he's like the king, you mm. know. And, I mean, I, I don't really – I blacked out, like, running out to the mound. But I just remember – I was the first one to bring down Carl and Rav. I wrapped up the both of them. Course. And I dropped to my knees to try and bring the yeah. dog pile down because they were just doing like this awkward like yeah. jumping thing. Yeah. So I tried to bring, and then I realized very quickly that being at the bottom of a dog pile was the worst place you could ever be in your life. Worst decision. I'm at the God. bottom, and me and Rav are screaming at the top of our lungs <laughs> for people to get off, and everybody's at the top just like high five and having a good time, and me and Rav are at the bottom, 
dying because we're being completely crushed. So once I got my breath back and I was able to uh, enjoy the moment, the fireworks, the whole ceremony with the trophies and all that stuff. And then we all went out afterwards and we had that big party at the top of the hotel. And it was just like, mm. and then showing up here and seeing the crowd that yeah. was at, at the gates. And then we had that big ceremony in the, the football, uh, arena where that place was loaded with people it was just like it's good time you man. don't even you can't expect it like you can't anticipate it mm -hmm. and then when it happens you're just like oh my god this is the coolest thing i've ever seen hell yeah man that's good stuff man I mean, that's pretty similar to to mine you know that was a best best time of the year man best time of the year yeah. when 1000 percent. you know for everything you said it's pretty much congruent with me and harry talked about you know um, we were talking a little bit before we started just about the, uh, we was talking about that LSU series that you guys had in 14 and you got Tyler Beatty, you know, Aaron Nola too high, how you touted draft pits coming up, you know, stadium juice pack, you standing know. Standing room only. Yeah. Standing room, got the, the garage, you know, behind the field that's packed as well, you know, Road doing his thing. I guess just talk about that game a little bit. You know, the, or just the lead up to that game, like what that week is like. You know, Corey's pretty good about making sure we just attack the day, attack this day. You know, but you know, as a, a young player, it's kind of I'm looking forward to that weekend. You know, that 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 was because you know early season at Vandy, like the weather's kind of crappy. We don't get a ton of mm -hmm. fans. No. And, you know, leading up to that, we had just kind of had, like, average attendance, you know. And all of a sudden, LSU shows up, and that place was banging. Was it all purple and gold? No. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a whole hell of a lot of them down that, down that yeah, first, first baseline. Base. We had our whistling and all yeah. that good stuff. But, dude, they traveled real well, real, real well. Mm -hmm. And then you look up at the, at the parking garage – Every level that I, that you could see the field was full of people with signs and like, mm. and then on the outfield, the the walkway, the stands everywhere. There's people on top of the football stadium. Mm. Like it was like, yeah. it was insane. It's like this is college baseball finally. It, it, you know, yes, Vandy, like Vandy at least. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like mm -hmm. I, I remember thinking to myself like, this is what people were talking about. Like this mm -hmm. is why you come to SEC. And now, mm -hmm. now granted, don't there's other teams and then other leagues that have great fans. Sure. But I'm saying like. This is what I heard about. Yeah. And to see it and to know that Aaron Nola and Tyler Beatty, two first rounders that year, like, and then he goes out there, this little freshman. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And he just, yeah, would you say single double? Like, no, I had a, I had a hit a sack fly. I thought, I thought it was gone, but it was, I mean, like this regular fly ball <laughs> to right field. And I came back, like, we out the dug. I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, the whole crowd heard me. And Swans were like, oh, now I'm like, no, fuck that, let's go. But it was just so turnt, man. And then it, it was yeah. different. It was, it was different. Like, it, mm -hmm. under the lights, like, it was, it was crazy. And Special. like, Nola versus BD, like, shit. Yep. Like, this is the SEC. And like, one thing that was crazy about that series, like that was the game, like Brian Ritter struck out like three or four times. I'm like, shit, this is fucking yep. shit. Yeah. The yep. next day he come back and go like three for three. Yeah, do his thing. Do his thing. Crazy shit. But the the two biggest the the I mean, obviously Omaha was unbelievable. But the I wanted to ask you 
was it our freshman year? Oregon? Or was yeah. that our sophomore? That's freshman year. That, that was, was freshman Bueller. year. Bueller. Oregon. That game when it hit for you, like that that hit. Like, cause I remember everybody charging out to you and we were all so happy for you. And the whole time you're like this, like you're all <laughs> pretend like you're all pissed off. He's got the biggest hit of your life. And he's like, man, get off me. Like, don't, don't touch me. And I'm like rubbing his head and I'm trying yeah. to like cheer him up and he's not smiling. I'm like, what's going on? I never even asked you like, what was going on with it? Like what was going through your head? Oh, no, bro. Why did like, you look so pissed after you got the happiest moment of your man, baseball career? Like, you, you know me. Like, I, I played pissed off. Yeah, yeah. I, I played pissed off, and it was like, like, I wasn't even I wasn't even mad. I was just like, yeah, like, yeah. And then I was talking shit to Oregon, like, take y'all ass home, this hard <laughs> shit or whatever. But it's like, leading up to that moment, it was just, it, that game was so crazy to see Bueller do what he did. Yeah. It was, it was so crazy and then he went Rhett, crazy that game right man yeah like on the having crazy yeah it was unreal then like yeah. Rhett land down that bunt where it just rolled down the Perfect. line and then it's like didn't go foul and it's like basis low then the nowhere had struck out mm-hmm. it's like one out and then like corps were like you pinch it and i'm like and i told myself walking up i'm like game over like yeah, shit, game over. And then, like he went the, and the closer for them was nasty. Like yeah. he was like a first round or something. He was ninety seven to a hundred with a yacker, and then he went three zero right away. Then of course I took the first pitch. So then everybody thinking I'm gonna take to two strikes. Right, of course like I'm like bet. Boom, right there, walked it off, and it's just like you watch the video. Like you the first guy running out <laughs> yeah, the dugout yeah. like that, and it was just like I would. It was. It just shows like how close me and you, yeah, were at that moment. But just still like our relationship to the day. It was just. It was a special moment, man. Um, and then like I did smile after y'all dumped the damn one yeah, on I me, and, think, I, and yeah. I fell down <laughs> yeah. when I was getting my interview. But it was that 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 year was was special with with those guys, and just we weren't expected to be the best team coming into the year, but we finished out on yeah. top. Yeah, I, and the other thing too that you brought up earlier is like our class, like when you look at the recruiting classes that have come before and after us, we were literally the land of the misfit toys. Like we had Chef Reynolds was nobody out of high school. Nope. No, like we had not. we had Chef. Yeah, that was it. It was Chef was the it was, I, I it was Chef, and then I got drafted out of high school, and then. Shit. Like like of the highly titled like perfect games. Yeah, it was oh, on yeah. it was Chef. It was Chef. Like we didn't have no he was on PG. Yeah. I don't know if he was a PG All American. Yeah, yeah, it was just Chef. It was mm-hmm. and, and then we end up becoming like we made it we were on the team that won yeah. the championship and went back. Went back. And if the situation didn't happen with Donnie, yeah. we were yeah. definitely going back that no, that facts. facts. Definitely. Yeah. And then it, it's it was like we ended up becoming like one of the most successful classes to yeah. ever come through Vandy. Yeah, and that was kind of like, I I think a lot of it has to do with how much fun we had because nah, we true. never let it get too serious. Yeah. We were yeah. always having fun. We were always dancing during you know BP. We were always messing around the clubhouse. Yeah. We were always mm-hmm. ke- trying to keep. We were always together as a group. Like whenever we'd go out or whatever, we'd do stuff. We were always boys. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest thing that I miss still to this day about 
Vandy and about being in school mm-hmm. was that brotherhood of I, the locker know, room. You know, I never had a brother. Room. You know, I got yeah. my my best friend back home. Matt's the closest thing that you know I yeah. have to a brother until I came to Vandy, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I got all these dudes that I would mm-hmm. do anything for. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was just kind of having that having that tight knit. I think is why we were so successful, and I hope that it's still like that over there now. I don't know if it still is, but mm-hmm. if it's not. They need to do some switching around because yeah, it's always the locker room. Man. It's the no, locker room that wins, man. Yeah. Even you know, it's different, but like high school, you know, you know, it's not college, but like I win four state championships in high school. Obviously, back to back to back to back. But it's like what's consistent there and what's consistent when we won it in nineteen locker room. Yeah, so like the people, like that stays the same. The, the harmony, the vibe of the locker room match the it's the same thing that happened in 19 so i think that in like the culture you know of that particular team i think that is what wins championships in general you know but also just what you were talking about um i think that's the most thing the biggest thing that i missed the most is probably it's not even playing man it's 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 the bus rides like it's the the team dinners that we we in the hotel rooms goofing off you know (laughs) (laughs) stopping halfway going to cracker barrel eating the hold on now we're gonna talk about this i'm thinking about it we doing the roof's chris and y'all show up late to roof's chris you and we do a little etiquette dinner me but y'all why until y'all let me y'all was the last ones to walk in i feel like that Pro, I mean, I probably was. Bro, y'all walked in at the same time, bro. We doing Damn, our we, etiquette I, dinner. Damn. And going I, crazy I on us. No doubt that I <laughs> hey, look, Hey, look, we didn't do the etiquette stuff right, too. Me and him said, that. Like, like, hey, bro, we can't tell I'm me watching, how to eat, bro. I'm watching Ro hold the fork like this and just <laughs> sawing the thing. I'm like, ah, oh, man, you got any pain attention. But, uh, but just stuff like that, yeah. you know. I forgot about that. The yeah, etiquette dinner. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we dressed up and yeah. everything, and he took us to Ruth's Chris and. The steak come in sizzling, the the sweet potato casserole busting, going crazy, and, and let me get a, let me get one, one more, one more, one more, you know that type of thing. It's one thing I wanted to touch on, just from a informational standpoint. You don't got to give your exact numbers, but ballpark it. I want you to like break down like how the money works in pro ball in terms of like what I know to be true. The guy who got drafted with the Phillies, he say let's say he got. Sign for like three million, okay. People think like you getting that off the back, and nope. he like he get a hundred k, he get a hundred, and then depending on where you are, that next go around, you might get another third, or you might get more a, a bigger chunk. Then year three, you might get the rest of your three mil, but it's gonna be taxed based on what state you in. So say you get moved up to Jersey or you in Double A now. It like you're not seeing what people like people don't know so i'm trying to like inform people or like hey you get this pay bump in double you get this pay bump in triple a or if you're on a 40-man roster okay you're getting this type of money like it's just break it down to the people so ba- basically the way that it happened with me is after the draft um i got half of a mm-hmm. half of my signing bonus in a check now there's actually a quick little story i end up having because I've ended up playing the game with the check that was a a substantial amount of money in my sock because mm. they didn't direct deposit it. They handed me a ch- a physical check, yeah. and I was not about to leave this amount of money <laughs> anywhere but right. other than on me until Thanks. I 
handed it to the bank clerk, and then mm-hmm. I would be like, okay. Good, yeah. So I half of, half of my signing bonus was in my sock for a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I forget how long the time was, but there was a, a bit of time, and then I got the other half. Mm-hmm. Um, but the minor league pay stuff is you get paid every two weeks. Um, if you're, you know, a, as you move up, uh, you get small incremental, you know, pay increases if you're not on the roster. Once you yeah. become a 40-man roster player, you get like a set salary of your first year on the 40-man. I've mm-hmm. The numbers have all changed. Is there, is there a league minimum? Like in football, so, a, you get a league minimum. So for the first year on the 40-man, you're getting you're getting the you're all getting the same pay yeah, for the first right. first year 40 man. Second year 40 man if you don't make it to the big leagues you get bumped up uh I think it was like double what your first 40 man mm-hmm. year was and then you're either on the you either make the roster or you don't and you're on, yeah. you get option again and then the third year I think it goes up again cuz you only get three options so if you don't make it to the big leagues then you're out of options and you're you know either DFA or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But once you make it to the big leagues, everybody's on a set rookie contract. Um, League minimum when I was up was was like 520 or 530. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that will stay the same until obviously the league changes it like they did this past year where they jacked it up to, it was like, it's like 700 something now. Okay. And um, that will stay until. The team can either offer you like a little pay bump if mm-hmm. you're performing well. Like I know Justice, he got he got a little tap on the butt. He got some yeah. extra money for having you know per performance. And then uh, I think it's I forget how many years it is. I, th- I want to say it's like three years or four years. You hit arbitration, and that's when guys will start getting yeah. you know Dummy. you you Dummy. Ar- yeah. start getting some some money. But y- y'all get incentives like football, like you get. 10, or you say you get 30 receptions, you get this amount, or you score amount, a certain amount of touchdowns. I know that the, in 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 big league contracts after arbitration, mm-hmm. that stuff will start okay. chipping in. But like for me being on a rookie contract, it was yeah. the only thing that was like, if I you know, want a Cy Young or something, New, mm-hmm. New Balance and Wilson would give me some extra merch and some money. You know what I mean? I it wasn't you. like in my contract or anything like that, yeah. um, at least that I know of. Right. You know? But the the like the one thing that I never understood. I, you always think about just playing pro ball, and you think about what you watch on TV. Like me growing up in Boston, all I did was think about the Red Sox. I want to be. I want to be on the Red Sox. Want to be on the Red Sox. Want to be that. I didn't think about, you know, yeah. the the trenches down there and hey, the, the bushes. Different. And Damn. you show up, and you know we got treated really well at Vandy. So I show up to pro ball <laughs> and these buses are a little bit different mm. and the food it's is a, different. Li- a lot <laughs> way different. different. And yeah. you're sitting there and you're like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-mm. And then next thing you know, it's like, as you, as you work your way up, in my case, there is no way that there is a more rewarding sport for making it to the highest level than baseball. Oh. When you go from... When you go from eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches pregame daily, would you PB and J and cereal or cereal? Which one? I was a PB. I I was a more of a peanut butter guy. I, I didn't do the yeah. the jelly that much. I was peanut butter, 
Uh, I would mix in jelly from time to time, but I would always go get food before I head to the field, and I'd save it. I put it in the fridge or whatever. I'm not saying, bro. It's 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 real, man. I speak because it's different organization, but I speak for you know the Phillies. It was if you were say rookie or single A, like you, I guess on site, kind of like seven hundred dollars every two weeks. So you getting fourteen hundred dollars a month. You, that, that, I mean, so you can work at McDonald's, dog. You know, yep. and, and get that. And so, like, guys driving Uber and stuff. It, yes, and like, there's now they will, they will. At least where I was, Ricky, about it. They will feed you three times a day. So you get breakfast, you get lunch, and they'll have dinner back at the at a hotel or whatever. But it's like, that's just an option, you know. So in Sundays, you're on your own. Did they put you up in the hotel, or did you had you a choice? So me as a coach, I, I had a choice. Like, hey, I can be in a hotel or. I find a spot and they'll give you a stipend. So say like an eight million dollar stipend, and okay. you can either use that towards your rent or you can just pocket it. You know, mm-hmm. you do what you want. But I just want people to know it's not like how it is in these other sports. You know, you gotta really go through it before like, you gotta get to the league. So mm-hmm. people are like, "Man, baseball money different." I'm like, yes, it is different. You gotta get to the league first. And then you gotta stay there. You stay in the league. To and get the, that money. Yeah. yeah. You have to stay there and you have, the, you know, they start messing around with like service time and days and options. And that's the other thing mm. that people don't understand is like these options, you, I, don't, I forget if they changed the option system now, but it didn't matter at some points if you were throwing really well. Now, in, in my case, it, that wasn't the case, but I've seen guys that threw really well and still got optioned yep. just mm. because a guy had a guy behind him was under contract even mm. though that guy was pitching yeah. way worse than him that mm-hmm. guy was under contract so then the kid that had options he'd get optioned down even though he had like a 2 or a 3 RA and he's throwing yeah. really well like it, that's the type of stuff that people don't understand nope. it's a lot of funny business that goes on behind the scenes that people you say they don't, they don't, and they don't the other know. thing too you could be 1-1 one, one overall in the draft you might not see big leagues for 4 or 5 years if you even see it like exactly. NBA sure. you go 1-1 one, one, you're right to the league NFL you go 1-1 one, one, right, right to the league. league like it's NHL, same thing. Like it's mm-hmm. all these, and you have this perspective of, oh, I just get to get drafted high, and that. Yeah. No, no, no. Nah. You get drafted high, then you go to some random city in the middle of Two nowhere, stoplights. and you got and you got twenty five <laughs> people in the stands, and you're supposed to be the same guy that you were mm-hmm. in college or in high school when you were the king. Now all of a sudden you get here, everybody can play, yeah. everybody can hit ninety eight, everybody. Mm-hmm. Can, it's like it's a different, different. world that you yeah. don't understand, mm-hmm. and you're living with some random random host family or at some nasty hotel somewhere. Rinky thing. Yeah. You, you, the travel. Speak on the travel because people think, you know, the travel, like, I know for Ricky Ball single, like, I don't know how to double it, but you own buses, you 12 know. Hours. 12 hours. I hear about 12-hour bus rides, drops up at the hotel, game in like an hour. Yep. And it's like, man, you're doing, you're doing all over again. It's on repeat, man. It's just like, it's not... It's not what you think it the, is, the, you know? The Pine, I think it's called the Pioneer League up in, uh, might be the Northwest League or whatever. Whatever that league is up, I was in Boise, Idaho for that uh, short time. And then I was in, um, I was rehabbing in Grand Junction at Rookie Ball. And Grand Junction, Colorado, and we had a few trips. And there was one trip in particular. And I remember it because I ended up blowing, I had to get back surgery that that next mm-hmm. week I blew up my back that day. But um we went from we were in uh 
Colorado, Grand Junction, Colorado. We drove up to Montana. It's like Missoula, Montana, which was like 11 hour bus ride. Mm. We get off and there's not, it's not like, <laughs> these aren't buses like you're laying down. Like yeah. these are buses like regular coach peter pan yeah. you hear coach and you're like oh coach no no yeah. no it's like if you go if you smack the seat hard enough you're gonna see the last <laughs> five thousand you know people that sat in the yeah. seats dust coming up like it's nasty mm -hmm. and it's just the way it was so you got 11 hours then you we drove down to uh ogden utah and then drove back to Grand Junction after that week or whatever. Yeah. And I end up showing up at like five o'clock. We end up showing up at like five o'clock in the morning. We got a game at six or seven o'clock th that night. So we run home. We get all, you know, whatever. I show up the next day, blow my back out and uh, end up having to get surgery for it. But like. That's the type of stuff that yeah, happens. Yeah. And I'm a pitcher. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like to be a position player. I have to deal with that stuff. Yeah, man. Um, so before we get out of here, man, I want to hit on one last thing. Give us a – Justice gave us some – you know, it, it goes down on the planes in the big leagues. You know, the plane right. rides, you know, is where, yeah. you know, it gets real. And he gives us a good story about, you know, CC Sabathia and, you know, the card games and the betting and whatnot, how it gets rowdy. You have a similar story or just a, a nice, cool story or funny, whatever, you know, from any one of your plane rides that you guys had? So I start, I, I don't like planes, first okay. off. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dog, I forget. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not a, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of planes. And it's gotten a lot better, honestly, because those big league pilots, they don't follow your normal routes traffic they okay. don't avoid the storms you know what mm. I mean? like they it's point a to point b as fast as possible and then if there's a thunderstorm on the way so, so be it oh. You're going <laughs> like so you'd be it i got the worst anxiety and i did and, and you'd be taken off you know how normal you know normal jet mm -hmm. southwest you take off and you just whoop, you go to these babies are like wham and then you're up and then you're turning right away and you're like staring at the ground <laughs> and you're like oh my god is this thing going down and then you go you know you get to wherever mm -hmm. you're going so i was never in the back playing cards because i was too busy sitting up front yeah, terrified focusing. for my life yeah trying trying to just watch whatever was i could watch on my ipad or whatever but um i will say that i found out very quickly that alcohol at thirty-five thousand feet <laughs> It's a little bit different than when you're on the ground mm. because I got off a plane in Seattle or excuse me, St. Louis, and I had only had a couple, like a very, yeah. I wasn't boozing it up on the plane. I got off this bird and you would have thought that I was like fresh off Broadway. I was like, <laughs> damn, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But that, so that I, I, those are two valuable lessons I learned. But when it came to, sitting in the back tossing around money with cards no no mm -hmm. no i was white knuckled stand like freaking out on my own you know yeah. but the food's good and um the hostess like the uh flight attendants flight attendants are were unbelievable like they you know get you whatever you wanted and it was i, I mean big leagues is the, first, first class of course okay shoot yeah, brother. That was, that was good, man. That was good, man. I appreciate you. Thanks uh, for having me. Ben Bowden, everybody. Uh, 
Like, comment, subscribe. You know, 2% on Instagram. Same thing on uh, YouTube. And leave a comment, you know, who you guys want to see on the pod. 2% with two Ts on Instagram. And then just 2% pod on YouTube. YouTube. And so, like, comment, subscribe. Please subscribe. And, yeah. That's it. Peace and hair grease. (laughs) 